Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Welcome to DBE. This is Stevie G, and you're listening to the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations at dbetravel.com. That is the podcast's official website and has some great blogs, the entire episode library, a button to support the show through Patreon, and a lot more. No matter if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, I invite you to hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you can, rate and review. That really helps the show bubble up in searches. Of course, Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook and Instagram, so pop over there and give the show a follow. Are you someone who likes visiting national parks? Rocky Mountain National Park in northern Colorado has no shortage of stunning mountain views, trails to explore, and fascinating wildlife. My guest this week is Amanda from National Park Capable. Be sure to give Amanda a follow on Instagram at National Park Capable. Despite living with mild cerebral palsy, Amanda loves visiting national parks and getting outdoors. She launched National Park Capable to show how people of all abilities can experience national parks, and Amanda looks forward to building a community of people who share the philosophy that the outdoors are for everyone. Listeners, check the show notes for a link to the travel guide to Rocky Mountain National Park blog post featured on nationalparkcapable.com. I really enjoyed talking about things to do for people of all abilities around Rocky Mountain National Park. So let's get to the show. Here's my chat with Amanda from National Park Capable. Amanda, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, And Amanda, I'm so glad to have you on today. You wrote a guide on how to, in your own words, have an epic adventure at Rocky Mountain National Park. But you make note that this blog is for people of all abilities. I can't wait to dive into things to do in the park. But before we talk about that, can you talk about your story a little bit and why you write things uh, to do in national parks for people with with or without disabilities? I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah, and we have a lot of national park, like great uh, national parks here. So I got a national parks pass around like five years ago. I found out that um you can get a all access pass it's if you have a permanent disability you can get a pass uh, a lifetime pass like a free pass to go to the all national parks and have like certain discounts in the parks so i found out about it and so i've always really been into the outdoors camping and um just anything outdoors with my family i was never really a big hiker um just because of my cerebral palsy so um, I decided that uh, just this last summer that I would start um, finding more accessible um, hikes and just like trails for people and just share my experiences of um, living with a disability. Um, and I, I also like to try and um, have my husband once in a while give his feedback because obviously he doesn't have a disability so that's why i say with and without disabilities just because the outdoors is for everyone so yeah that's kind of a little bit about me 
Well, I really enjoyed reading your blog. And like you say, it has something for everybody uh, with or without disabilities. So it's just a fantastic read. And like, like I mentioned at the top, you did write a blog post about how to have an adventure at Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and I'd love to dive into that post because it was so well written. One of the first experiences you talk about in your blog is riding ATVs and enjoying the beautiful views of the Rockies. Uh, where can someone go to rent ATVs in this area? And what's it like exploring and adventuring on these vehicles? So there are a few different ATV like places that you can rent, um, but we use the Estes Park ATV rentals. Um, it's just something that we researched on Google. <laughs> and so they, you can have a full day of it or you can have a half day of the rentals and they gave you a truck and everything to um, get up to the different you know, ATV trails. And so I really liked it because it was um, something that I could get up a little higher up in those like Rocky Mountain regions to explore a little bit more um, that I wouldn't normally be able to hike up there, you know. So and I just had like really awesome views. Plus, I'm like high adventure. I love high adventure. I've been like skydiving before. And so it was just a lot of fun. I just think it's a great to do outdoors especially if you're not able to hike especially if you're in the Rockies too yeah and you know what let me ask you a little bit about the views because I'm from Florida I don't see the Rockies on an everyday basis obviously for someone who's never been to the Rockies um what do they kind of look like are they like kind of can you describe the mountains and the and the views you'll see around Rocky Mountain National Park yeah so I think the highest elevation for uh, the Rockies is like at like 14,000 feet. I think, I don't know, don't quote me on that, but um, there's just peaks and like towers throughout the whole uh, national park. Estes Park is one of the towns that is right outside. There is another town on the other side of the Rockies that you can also explore. Um, but if you're going, it depends on what time of year you're going. If you're going through and if you're going like the mid October to like June ish, um, there is a main road, Trail Ridge Road, where you can see most of the big peaks in um, in the park. That road is closed, so a lot of people do like to visit it in the summer. Um, it is very very busy in the summer though, but it's just it's just. Yeah, I've never been to Florida, but just from what I've heard from, uh, about Florida, it's just very flat. And so um, I know I, I'm guessing that people would be pretty amazed at all the peaks. I was pretty amazed with it myself, and I'm from Utah, which we also have a lot of pretty, very pretty mountains. Um, so, yeah. So your blog mentions a few lakes, Sprague Lake, Bear Lake, and Emerald Lake. It sounds like these lakes have some really neat trails to explore, and they offer great opportunities to see some Rocky Mountain wildlife. Um, tell us more about these lakes and what you might find there. Um, so Sprague Lake is a very accessible one. I wouldn't um, a lot of people would say that it's not hike, but I mean, a hike is very relative for anyone, you know, like a trail. 
Um, so it's it's accessible, wheelchair accessible. So it's a very easy one to get to um, any time of year, really. Um, and you can see like awesome views with, um, I don't want to say totally any effort, like, cause like I said, people, you know, have different abilities. So walking around even a trail can, um, be difficult for somebody cause it's not paved, but it is, uh, rocky. Um, that one I would say is very popular for sunrise, um, in the morning, sunrise i would go there before even the sun even starts to come up at all um because it's it actually it's one of my pictures on my blog um about this uh, about rocky mountain and it's very popular for moose moose often hang out there i unfortunately there wasn't any there when i was there just my luck but um yeah so sprague lake if you're looking for something accessible definitely go there or also bear lake you go up a little higher from Sprague Lake, um, drive up, obviously, but you go to Bear Lake and that one is also accessible. You can go around the lake or that's to the right. Or if you go to the left, you can go um, on a more strenuous hike um, to Emerald Lake. There's even a lake past that, but Emerald Lake is a very popular one. And on the way you see Nymph Lake and then Dream Lake and then Emerald Lake. Um, and Dream Lake is uh, also a very popular one. Um, and it has awesome, awesome views. Um, so if you don't wanna get all the way to Emerald Lake, Dream Lake is definitely worth the trek up there. Um, but like I said, depending on what time of year it is, you definitely want to pack. Um, we had to use spikes, mi micro spikes, um, or different. You just want to check. Um, if you, some people use all trails or other things and check what kind of uh, weather it is. But yeah, because there is a lot of ice and a lot of people I see up there just like in their Nikes. And I wear Nikes, Nikes myself, but definitely not on a hike like this. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of people um, love it all seasons, but I, I haven't been in the summer yet, so I can't really say, but in the winter, it just, it's gorgeous. So that's definitely one. If you are able to, then you should definitely make the trek to that one. Very cool. I mean, yeah. it looks so pretty from the pictures I've seen. It looks incredibly beautiful. Switching gears here, visitor centers within national parks can be such a great stop for more information or something you like to do is get your passport to your national parks booked stamps. Uh, for someone who's not familiar with the passport to your national parks book, can you describe what it is and tell us about the visitor centers you stopped by in Rocky Mountain National Park? Yeah, so um, the passport book um, it just says passport to all the national parks, but also in the book, it also has list of monuments as well, national monuments that you, as you visit all these different parks or monuments, you can get a stamp, um, a stamp, it's like a little sticker, and then you can stamp as every visitor center that you go to. So we went to Beaver Meadows Visitor Center in Rocky Mountain National Park and fall 
River Visitor Center, those are the ones that I'm aware of that are open year round. Some of the other ones are not open um, just in the winter time. But it's just kind of fun because, I mean, you know, just like a regular passport, but I don't really travel very much internationally. That is something I would like to do in the future, but just to have, uh, I don't know, it's exciting. And they also have like a junior Rangers passbook. So if you have kids, uh, kids can do different challenges too and stuff with the park Rangers and get stamps in their book as well. So it's just a fun thing to do. I like doing it. So you mentioned the Stanley Hotel in your article. The red rum punch you got looked just amazing. Uh, Talk to me about the Stanley Hotel and its connection to Stephen King. Yeah, so the Stanley Hotel, um, people think, a lot of people think that the Stanley Hotel is where the famous movie, The Shining, um, they think that's where it was filmed, but actually wasn't filmed there. It was where Stephen King stayed there. And he was inspired to write The Shining there. So that's when he he said that in like um, within like one night, he had pretty much known what he was going to write for the whole book. Um, And so they have tours there that you can take. There's day tours and then there's also night tours. So we did a night tour, um, which I would recommend. It was pretty cool hotel and the people were super nice. and they made it a little spooky-ish. So, I mean, I, I would say even still kids could come on it. I don't think it's that spooky, but um, yeah, it's something I definitely recommend. And then also, like you said, that Red Rum Punch. I don't know if you've seen the movie before. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't, no. Oh, okay, it's, but you know who Jack Nicholson is, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, he was like the main character. So it's I think it was like in the seventies or eighties, if I've I'm not exactly sure on that, but um yeah, so it's just one of those creepy horror films and the they have a whiskey bar there and I got the red rum punch, which is it was delicious. It was even worth the wait in the line. <laughs> So. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, so you talked about the Stanley Hotel, but you actually stayed at a place called Murphy's River Lodge. Um, talk to me about that. How's your experience there? Yeah, so it's uh, just an older lodge. So it's nothing, um, It's an, I would say it's an affordable lodge. Because um, I'm all about saving money when I go to the park. I do usually like to camp but it was winter and I don't think you want to camp that time of year. I don't think, I know there are people that do that, but I do not camp in the snow or super, super low temperatures. Um, So I liked it because I was able to come back and they had a uh, hot tub there. And that's always nice after hiking, you know, to rest your muscles and stuff. And then also what's cool about Estes Park is they're really known for their elk. So elk will just like walk through town. And the one evening um, we were in our hotel room and um, I started to hear uh, the elk calls. I don't know exactly what you call it, but. Um, and so I walked out onto our, like we had like a little patio thing and there was probably like 20 or so elk just going right through the 
river lodge area so i mean it's obviously not inside but outside and so it was just really cool because you could see the elk up close because often people there's a lot of stories actually of people getting too close to wildlife um and trying to take pictures with them and such so it's kind of cool to be able to be that close to them but with in a you know safe area so i would highly recommend murphy's river lodge if you're looking for an affordable place to stay yeah, I was going to ask, it doesn't sound like it's the super luxurious uh, type stay, but it sounds like it certainly has everything you need and is in a great location. Do I have that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not a luxurious one. But um, most of the time when I'm at national parks, I don't really stay at luxurious ones because I want to be out there exploring anyways. So plus, I just like to save money. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, your blog name drops a few great places to eat. Um, around around Rocky Mountain National Park. You talk about the Rock Inn, Twin Owls, Steakhouse, and You Need Pie. Talk about some of your favorite food spots near Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah, so um, it's kind of funny because the Rock Inn, that's a, it's a pretty popular one. And I liked what I got, um, but I actually liked more of what my husband got, which um he doesn't love sharing but he got the beef stroganoff and it was really really good i mean i usually like beef stroganoff but it was it was pretty amazing um and then another place like you said the you need pie um obviously it's a very hot spot especially for pie but we actually didn't get pie when we went there so i don't know if you could call me an expert on that at all if i didn't get any pie but um yeah the breakfast was really really good there um i i'm a biscuits and gravy i like savory things but you know they have something for everybody there perfect um amanda tell us more about your blog national park capable um what can someone find if they visit your website um so on my blog uh, my website and then it goes to my blog i have a lot of accessible trails lists so accessible what I mean by accessible is for wheelchairs, wheelchair accessible. And then I also have my some a lot of lists for national park, uh, my favorite national park hikes. And if you also go on there, I'm just trying to build a community of showing that the outdoors is for people of all abilities. If you are in the outdoors world, a lot of people have challenges like hiking, you know, like the tallest peaks or, you know, going on being outdoors for so long. Um, this past summer, I tried to do a hike a week. Um, and so I decided that it would be cool to start a challenge where um, people get outside once a week and just challenge their own abilities. Like there's no requirements. It's just getting outside. If it's sitting on your porch, going for a walk, going to a national park, um, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do and just doing it once a week. And then, um, I just have people at the end after, cause you know, there's 52 weeks in a year that I have patches and stickers for people to have just so we can start at all abilities, like community showing that the outdoors is for everyone. That's kind of where I started it. And I hope in the future to open up a nonprofit or foundation to, um, help people get scholarships maybe for like adaptive sports like skiing or mountain biking and 
um, helping keep the trails accessible because often when you go to a trail, um, even if it's accessible, you know, like um, there could be snow or just the upkeep is not as good. The national parks are pretty good about that, but um, just to be able to have resources for, for everybody to be able to get outdoors more. So that's that's my goal of National Park Capable, to visit all the national parks and get a nonprofit open in the future. So, Yeah, I mean, I love that message that you're promoting. You know, the outdoors is for everyone and your blog is, is so great. Um, where can people go on social media to follow your national park adventures? Um, so if you just uh, visit National Park Capable, so just park, not parks. People often think parks, but yeah, National Park Capable. Um, that's where you can find me on Instagram. And I, like I said, I have the blog. I'm also, I try to do Twitter, but I'm not always, not Twitter, sorry, TikTok. <laughs> I try to do TikTok, but I'm not always on there. I'm mostly on Inst- um, Instagram, so Awesome. Well, Amanda, I have one more question before we, we wrap up the interview today. Um, and I ask this to all my guests at the end of the, of the show. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, are you someone who considers yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, what's one important lesson that you've learned on your travels to different national parks? So yes, I would say um, that I am a student. Um, And I think for uh, myself, what I've learned, um, probably the main lesson that I've learned in the outdoors is um, by visiting the national parks is that there is a park for everybody and there's a trail for everyone. And um, I feel like I've become a more resilient person being outdoors and not just like going 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 on trails but learning like through resilience that i can also rest as part of that so yeah i feel like that's what the national parks and just traveling to different destinations has taught me that rest and play is definitely possible so i love it well amanda i really want to thank you for joining me on the show today i had such a blast learning about your blog and about uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited to listen more to your podcast. A big DBE thank you to Amanda for joining the podcast. Make sure to check the show notes to find out more about National Park Capable. And remember, you can give her a follow on Instagram as well, at National Park Capable. If you're a fan of the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast, don't forget to share the show with a friend and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the official podcast of Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com and begin building your travel tribe. If you want more DBE, you can visit dbetravel.com to find all the episodes, some fun travel blogs, and more. Well, that's all I've got for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.